0: 800 949 8707. 800 949 8707.
1: Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's
2: get it on!
3: How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We're here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. we got a lot to talk about here today, so much news to get into. Tonight is Monday Night Raw. And that, of course, means that we're doing the final countdown to the Australia show. And not only are we doing the final countdown to the Australia show, but the Australia show is a setup for the show that's coming up in Saudi Arabia just a little bit later. Shawn Michaels is going to be on the Raw show here tonight, and he is going to be setting up the Undertaker-Triple-H match for this weekend, where Shawn Michaels and Kane will be in opposite corners, and that is going to lead to the big match in Saudi Arabia, which at this point, barring some significant change, is going to be the return of Shawn Michaels to professional wrestling. He'll be teaming with Triple H to take on The Undertaker and Kane. So, that's the big story coming up tonight on Monday Night Raw. And it's in Seattle. So I, in fact, will be there live tonight on the show. And we can talk about Raw, we can talk about SmackDown lineups, we can talk about whatever's on your mind, including... Last night's New Japan Fighting Spirit Unleashed show, which aired on njpwworld.com, an awesome show. I think the best show they've done in America. I loved the show from start to finish. Every match was good to great. Such a fun time, about three and a half hours long, shorter than a WWE pay-per-view at this point. And as noted, nothing bad on the show, and they're setting up a lot of stuff for the next couple of weeks in New Japan, so that a topic of discussion as well. If you want to give us a call here today, 844-411-5411 is the phone number. That is 844-411-5411. And you can also text us, 425-780-7566. All of these numbers up and available on the front page of WrestlingObserver.com. Mike Sebraviv is going to join us after the break, and literally, whatever is on your mind, pro wrestling or mixed martial arts is fair game here today. So... Give us a call, and we'll be back in just a moment to kick it off Wrestling Observer Live.
1: I think it's this online bank was foreclosing on us. They even had documents that I signed for a home equity loan. Only, I didn't. What a nightmare. She's
4: the victim of a devastating crime called mortgage fraud. Your home's title and mortgage are kept online, where thieves, foreign and domestic, hack them. It's simple. They forge your title and borrow every penny of equity you have in your home, like this
5: police officer.
6: I know about title fraud, so I registered with Home Title Lock and discovered some thief had already taken over title. Thank God I found out in time. No bank, identity theft program, or insurance protects you. Home Title Lock will. For pennies a day, Home Title Lock puts a barrier around your home's title and mortgage.
3: The instant it detects tampering, they're on it, helping to shut it down. Find out if you're already a victim of title fraud. Get your $100 search free with sign-up. Visit HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com.
7: It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? You
1: are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back
3: in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. We got a lot to get into here today. Last night, a New Japan Fighting Spirit Unleashed, we could talk about that show. And I also have lineups here for every show in the world. It's coming up for WWE. We've got the Australia show coming up Saturday. Then we have Evolution. Then we have Crown Jewel. Got updates on Liv Morgan and more. And Mike, what did you think about the New Japan show last night?
4: I, I didn't even watch it. I just watched the Bob Sapp Rising fight. I watched the Bob Sapp Rising fight over and over and over again for about three hours instead. Did I you seriously was...
3: not watch New Japan? Of course I watched New Japan. Okay. But we'll talk about Bob Sapp later, but what did you think about this New Japan show?
4: I think there were probably a lot of people that were complaining that Shota Umiña and... uh, Oh, get out of here. Are we going to really really start like this? Yeah, Siriyoshi Tenzan were not on it that forgot all about that by the time the show was over. Hey, everybody didn't get everybody that they wanted on the card. I understand that. But it was a good show. And for all of New Japan's problems that they have as far as promotion, the learning... uh, pains that they're going to have and and all that as they they expand and try to come into the States and run consistent shows and all that sorts of good stuff while serving two masters. The one thing they have going for them is once they go out there and let those guys, you know, loose, they're incredible. Many of them are very, very incredible. And in a much more sporting way, quote, unquote, um, far better of a reflection on, on pro wrestling's older past, you know, and what works there. They did a phenomenal job. Uh, you want to see more matches coming out of this. Um, there was drama in the matches that great matches again. Was there the, the one standout blow away? I guess some people say that's the main event. Dave said it was one of the greatest tag matches he's ever seen. I think that is A little much, but you know what? I'm not Dave. Uh, I don't agree with that, but I will say this. Of the matches this year, it's certainly one of the best tag matches. Uh, The Golden Lovers and Okada and, and, and Ishii and Juice Robinson and Cody Rhodes. You get to move Cody forward having the two belts. He inserts himself into the main event picture, which means we don't get Omega and... Uh, Ibushi on only, you know, a couple days notice, which I don't think longtime New Japan fans thought was going to be the case anyway. And they were able to move a lot of pieces of the puzzle forward. They were able to, to get a lot of their stuff moving forward. And it was not a perfect show by any means. There are still gaping holes with how they do things, including that intermission and, and some other things. But as a whole, boy, you know, it, it's an easy watch. And if you're a fan of the, you know, the older style of professional wrestling, which, you know, involves a lot more of a... You know, the sports feel and, and little things matter and, and things matter for later on. They, they really did an excellent job.
3: I love that the show does the lowest attendance since they've come to America. And a lot of fans have explained why they didn't go to this one. And you're making fun of them for that. Brian. Uh, uh, Mike. <laughs> please. I didn't it's make not fun the to. Chota- It's not that those guys weren't there. It's that they want a big show card. (laughs) Brian needed his talk. And this was a house show card. You're the one that brought this up, not me. It was a great card, right? It was a great show. show. It was a house show card.
4: So when do things move forward with house shows like that? Tell me. Tell me when when tag team championships change. Well, yeah, obviously they had to book
3: something for this coming eight days from now. That's what they do on all of their shows. Okay, but the fans have made it very clear that we want a destruction like not even destruction. We want a big time main event show with a big time singles match like a Tanahashi Okada. They they've made this very clear. I'm not making this up. This is what people have said. I just I and know. you're changing you, this to oh they want they want Shodomino on the show. Nobody it, it has was said a, that. It was a
4: cute yes. Not yes, one yes, person guess, said, actually. Oh, find it, me the one your person, own forum. Who? Stop arguing with other people in your own forum about who wh- wh- who said I they wanted Shodomino on the show. What was your big argument last night? Uh, fighting with people on uh, in oh the Jim forum? Ross
3: line. I'll, I'll fight with. I'll fight to the death on that one. <laughs> I will fight to the death on that one. So
4: so take the from. Take a break from fighting with people over Jim Ross and look in that form where people are like, well, Minoru Suzuki's not there. Well, you don't know if they decided Minoru Suzuki didn't want to get off the couch. You know, there's other variables in play when it comes to some of these guys traveling to the States that nobody thought of for even a slight second. It's, wah, I wanted this when it's like, well, hold on. Yes, they made some mistakes with this show. But it's still a really good show that's still going to move a lot forward. And lo and behold, yes. at the end of it, it you was. have your man Dave Meltzer saying it was the greatest tag match he's ever seen on top of tag title changes and a bunch of things moving forward. I'm not saying it was perfect. I was just saying I was going to start the show off with a cute little comment and then keep it moving. Well, you, you know harped what? On this you comment. want to jump on this because now you want to be Mr. New Japan. Oh, I love it. Now, go. all of a sudden, here the defender the defender we of everything, go. Brian
3: Alvarez. Okay, so so Amongst you're right. You're right. It did 3,500 people because everybody knew that the main event was going to be the best match. Brian, right. they expect had ever seen. people
4: to fly into Long Beach. I'm sorry. Yes, I, this is an insane. Uh, there is a gilded class of fan out there that I I obviously can't understand who is going to fly in quarterly to Long Beach. They're running Long Beach too much. It's you're completely right.
3: Stupid. You're right. But you know what? If they're gonna run Long Beach four times a year or California, wherever these fans have made it clear. We're not going to fly in unless we get that big, full, all new Japan, big time show with a mega main event. They've made that clear. I don't even know why this is an argument. Because you brought it up. And you you, just, no, you, you brought know. it up. I didn't bring anything up today. You started. <laughs> no, you had
4: to make it a talking
3: point no, on the show, though. You want to go to Jim
4: Ross? You now, started. Since that's going to be the other You uh-huh.
3: started by Come mentioning Domino. I have no idea why, except Talk to, to start this about argument. Jim Ross. Yeah, what? I know. There were some people very upset. Oh, Jim Ross, I cannot believe that he said that the fighting spirit spot, it was a dumb idea to stand in front of your opponent and let him hit you. Even though, you know what? That's what the fighting spirit spot is. They're standing in front of someone and letting them hit them to show how tough they are. Because it is, in fact, a dumb idea to stand in front of someone and hit them as hard as they can. I know people are so upset about that. And people are going, oh my god, Jim Ross is as bad as Matt Stryker. I'm like, really? Did did, did Jim Ross ever say that when the young bucks throw a super kick, they're slapping their thigh? I don't remember him ever saying that. I don't remember him ever saying, you know, when, when Cody Rhodes puts... Uh, whoever in the figure four leg lock, it's given that guy a chance to rest. Not Cody, the guy in the figure four leg lock. I don't remember him ever saying that. Hey, you know what? I have a lot of people here saying, you know what? You, Brian, missed Jim Ross on all of those other shows, which is true, by the way. He may have been very bad on those shows. You bet you I bet. was there live for all of those. But they also said, you know what? This was the best that Jim Ross has ever done. I have message after message about that. True.
4: Okay, true. so there you go. I, I just wanted to, to see, just want to get all your hot, hot, flashy talking points out there. Well,
3: you know, you've got a lot of hot, Since flashy talking points here today, <laughs> Oh, Mister, Mister New Japan, Brian. Oh, da, 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 da. <laughs> you are right. I know nothing about New Japan. Yeah, just, I know on, nothing I about wrestling. I've, I have yeah, no concept right. of any of this. <laughs> get out of here, you geek. Let's go to the phones. Oh, stop. Let's Leave see Jim if you. this We're guy's got Jim Ross. To that already. All right, you are on the air. What's up?
9: Hey, um, it's Jack from DC. Um, I just wanted to. Uh,
3: you're the guy that tried twice yesterday couldn't get through, right?
9: Um, yeah, Friday, couldn't get through. Um, All right, what's up? I was, uh, was going to talk about more of the uh of Morgan situation, but um, I would rather stay positive and talk about the New fan show. Um, I don't even want to say which match I thought was the best, um, but at first I didn't really like the girl osprey match, and I didn't know why. I had to go back and watch it twice, and I realized that it was completely different from their other matches. So, I guess in my mind, I was expecting something better, more fast taste in terms of like crazy spots. But the second time, I actually liked it better because they told a better story. And Osprey is kind of changing his style and they're preserving the finishes, which is probably why they didn't, you know, do a kick out of the off cutter. But I thought it was a great match for what each guy is going to do going forward. And, I like New Will. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's like uh, Dave said, it could have gone a few minutes longer. But, you know, I think for what they were trying to do, it, it really hit everything. And it was, it was a great match to come out of the intermission. I don't know if you think the same way.
3: I thought, that, I thought it ended perfectly. Dave wanted three more minutes, but it went 16 minutes. And the finish was like, <laughs> Skrull hit three big moves and beat the guy. Yeah, I mean, you want to kick out from that and then do a roll-up or something like that? That was a perfect finish. And I do like that you went in expecting that somebody was going to die and were, and were initially disappointed, but then watched it again and realized, I liked it great knowing somebody wasn't going to die.
4: Hey, you know what? Osprey has set that kind of and he's not the only one. There's a couple guys like that where you expect something like that. So if they ju- if you just give them a little bit, if you give them near death defying, I think we might be okay with that.
3: All right, when we come back, Live Morgan update, Wrestling Observer Live.
10: or a shoulder brace for little or no charge. Anything to help me with the pain, hey, makes it more manageable, gets my attention, folks. I love the free delivery and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for your back, ankle, near shoulder, guess what? Give the Health Alert Hotline a call toll free, 1-800- 428-1570 1-800-428-1570 428-1570 428 1570 You can qualify for a back or knee brace or a shoulder brace for little or no charge 1-800-428-1570 The Health Alert Hotline 1-800-428-1570
0: Protect your money from the next market crash
7: with gold and silver. Call now for your free gold guide. 800-535-7789. 800-535-7789. 800-535-7789. That's 800-535-7789.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back on the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. If you want to call us, 844 411 5411. Text messages, 425 780 7566. Liv Morgan's on the road, but she's not wrestling. So, what's so funny?
4: That whole first segment was really a setup to get to the main meat of the day.
3: Yeah, Liv Morgan. She's back. Not taking bumps. I presume she will undergo impact testing today, but I don't know. But normally they do that kind of stuff before Raw. And when she's cleared, she'll be back. So for everybody asking if she's going to work Australia or the women's show, nobody knows. There is no answer until she can clear impact testing. So she's on the road at
4: least. That's good news. Let me ask you, because they sometimes will do, you know, videos that only go up on the corporate site or release things where they don't have to and they could just let it go away. But do you think that would be a good time, the same way they would do in regular sports, because there was such a breakdown in how things went with Liv, uh, to actually, you know, maybe actually put out something about how we're going to, to have better... Uh, a better plan going forward in case of a situation like this, or do you think they're just better off never mentioning it again and, and hoping it all goes away? Well, they're because, never
3: going to mention it again.
4: No, I so think that would have been a good time to actually, you know, hopefully they've really, really gone through and checked those steps in case Yeah, but then away.
3: they have to acknowledge again? they messed up. I know, but they... Instead, me- it's know, easier again. to acknowledge that the ref didn't see it, and we didn't know, and once we found out, we got her out of
4: there. See, that's just more insane to me because you know it's 2018 and most people have eyes and at least some of the people you know i guess you can believe some of the things that you see but like you know everything about that was a complete disaster area from right down to the the, the technical production of tell michael that she's been rolled to the back even though she's laying out on the floor twice during camera shots listen for those of you that
3: didn't hear the land show on friday this is this is wwe side of the story on the whole thing okay their claim is that Liv got knocked out on the yes kicks and the referee didn't know she had been knocked out. Mario Yamazaki apparently is there. Now, guy's name is Derek, the referee. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> Generic
4: not, referee Derek.
3: I'm not calling for the guy's head. I don't expect him to be fired, okay? Because
4: we don't know his last name and we can't call him out like that. But seriously, if if you've ever watched an MMA
3: fight and you've seen like a late stoppage, okay? What happens? They ask the referee, why didn't you stop it? And what does the referee say every single time? He says, I'm right there, and you're watching at home on television. I'm right there. I can see what's going on. I can look into the person's eyes, etc." Now, to be fair to Derek the referee, okay, And in a situation in MMA where there's about to be a stoppage, the ref is right there paying very, very close attention. Referee Derek was unaware that Brie Bella was going to knock out Liv Morgan. So he wasn't paying the kind of attention that an MMA referee would pay to something like this. Now, with that said, everybody watching at home immediately knew something went wrong. Everybody, like, how did the referee not see her slump and Brie Bella tried to turn her over, and Brie Bella be unable to turn her dead body over. How did the referee not see that? Is he so green, or uh, did he think that Liv was just so great at selling that he thought that she was selling when she was just dead after some yes kicks? Listen, maybe that happened, okay? That's why I give the guy the benefit of the doubt. But I, I find it hard to believe that you could be in the ring and see that and not know that something went wrong.
4: You know why? That's because it's hard to believe. Because that person, if he was so green to not only miss that, but then miss her dead body being, you know, dragged over to the corner where she was like, you know, flat dead out on the canvas, maybe there should be somebody in his ear, but apparently nobody watched. Well, there was the someone in his ear. I was going to say, but it wasn't were they until later.
3: It wasn't <laughs> until later. Breed knocks her out. Breed tries to turn her over. She barely can. The ref counts, and, and lives somehow kicked out. At no point, apparently, did Brie communicate to the referee that she's out. Instead, she drags her to the corner, and as she goes to the corner, you can hear Brie Bella tell the other corner, quote, she's out. So, like, Brie knew she was out. I don't know why she dragged her to the corner or whatever. So then Sarah Logan takes Liv and takes her off the apron and down to the ground, and the referee still apparently doesn't know what's going on because he is distracted looking at the floor trying to figure out what's going on. And meanwhile, Brie is going for near falls, and she has to yell at the referee to count.
4: You ever just look at the floor wonder what the hell's going on? At that point,
3: the back starts to ask the referee, what the hell's going on here? I guess he communicated something's wrong. I don't know what's going on.
4: Why is there an executive producer of this show and these guys wearing? I mean, I, does somebody, I thought somebody watched this a little more intently. I, I guess I'm wrong. Well, that? they
3: did, but I, I guess, I guess they figured that if something bad had happened, the referee would have noticed, but he didn't. So finally the referee, the doctors backstage are talking to Amon and Amon goes over there. And then there was the final, the worst part to me, this was the worst part of all. Well, I shouldn't say that. Dragon Liv by her head after she was knocked out was the worst part. The second worst part was Liv decides she's going to get in the ring. Dr. Amon does not stop her. The referee doesn't stop her. I guess all they did was verbally say, hey, don't get in the ring. She told them, I'm fine. She got in the ring. She did the triple suplex spot, and she knocked herself batty for the third time in the match. That's like the NFL. (laughs) At which point they got her out of the ring, and then she was assisted for the rest of the match. So it is a tragedy of errors. But that's that's their claim. Like we didn't know, so I, I listen. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that nobody knew, except obviously Brie Bella. But this is preposterous. What happened? It's just ridiculous.
4: That's, it's it is, and we we at the NFL. There was the Cleveland Browns were down to one running back. They dressed two yesterday. The one guy goes out of concussion protocol. He's back relatively quickly, and yeah, he may have been just absolutely fine. But like. You know, everybody rolls their eyes. Cam Newton has been several times with him where he's gotten his bell wrong over the last couple of years, and have, has made it back in where people have again rolled their eyes at <laughs> him, rolling his eyes seemingly out there, uh, somewhat concussed. But I guess again, you know, that's what that's what the trainers are for. It's like you said though about when it comes to Amon with all the breakdowns that happened. It's, you know, again, it's not like she's Razar or Akam where you know there needs to be an order. Doctors or whoever it is need to feel empowered enough to go, don't move, I don't care what happens, and not have to feel about any retribution or anything like that where nobody is going to stumble back in there again.
3: Person here says, how are you doing Observer Live despite heading to Raw later today? (laughs) Well, Raw is 20 minutes away, and it starts at 8 Eastern. What? So I can can do both here today. He was preparing himself for you
4: alone. But in fact, I am here. I am here. I don't, does... I don't know. I just think the show that comes on live, and you're in on the East Coast, and the show is on the East Coast? Hey, he doesn't know how far I live from Seattle. Maybe he thought I was hours
3: away. Hmm. All right, let's go to the phones. You're on the air. What's going on?
5: Gentlemen, happy Monday. This is Jackson from Orlando. What's
4: up? Hi.
5: Well, well, you want to talk about late referee stoppages. Uh, whoever this guy is, Derek the Ref, uh, he could have refereed the Aaron Pico fight on Bellator on Saturday.
3: Oh, Pico killing the guy like eight times.
5: <laughs> that that fight should have been stopped like eight different times in the end, but oh well.
3: Yeah, you know. Well, things, hey, you know what? Hey, uh, the referee was right there the, the whole time, dude. So that's the way things he, he go. Was watching,
5: and we, he was right there, and we weren't. We weren't there. That's right? right.
3: We were not there, which is true. I mean, we weren't there. Well,
5: uh, I, w- I have a couple comments about the New Japan show last night. In more uplifting news, yes. Basically. Uh, I thought the first half was a little bit house, ROH house showy, but overall the show was very fun. Uh, I think probably the big star of the whole show, uh, to me is definitely, uh, the Switchblade, Mr. J. White. I'll ha- I'll admit, less than a year ago when our friend came to New Japan back, um, I had my doubts about the Switchblade character. He looked a little bit angst ridden, a little volatile, hot topic, you know, frequent shopper, but now I'm kind of 100% is. on board. The Jay White Switchblade Boats. I'm full on in on this uh, character and, and what he's going to do in the next few years for New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm on board.
3: Well, my friend, I want to I say a couple of things. First off, even though I'm, I'm not a New Japan expert, I'm just some geek here with a radio show. First half of this card was the first half of all sorts of New Japan house shows. It's a bunch of six-man tag team matches.
4: Oh, it's like an authentic New Japan show, huh?
3: Yeah, a New Japan house show. Bunch of six-man, bunch of tag team matches. Nothing bad. They were all good. In fact, they were really good. And as as impressed as I was with Jay White's promo that he did after the match, thought it was a hell of a promo. Reality is, I cannot say that he was the most impressive guy on the show because there were four men in the main event that were like the four best wrestlers in the whole world all at the same time. And I mean, for crying out loud, Matt Jackson's selling was unbelievable in the tag match. Cody and Juice had a great match. Osprey was unbelievable. There were a lot of unbelievable guys last night. I I, I cannot put. It was a star-studded
5: event. Jay was, White there a at the very top. Fun show. It
3: was very fun.
4: It was awesome. This is a reminder, though, of the the booking of of why you got to give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, where sometimes you don't give WWE the benefit of the doubt, and they have the ability to just change things whenever they want to, and not you know, it just basically yank the rug out from under someone. They can't really do that the way things are set up in New Japan. So once you commit to somebody, you really got to commit to them and hope that they get to where you need them to go. And with the successes of the rebuild of, of Hanma from a long period out, the, how Ishii has been built from a long period about, the rise and change of Okada, the, I mean, all of these things, because of the, the recent history they've had, you got to sit back and, and give them time with Jay White because he was just trying to figure out this character when he got it. He's got it now, and going forward... Yeah, he's got teeth.
3: All right, back in a moment with more Wrestling Observer Live.
8: If you can't afford to pay your IRS debt due to economic hardship, you can now be free of IRS collection efforts by taking advantage of a special IRS tax hardship program. This program allows Americans who owe the IRS to resolve their delinquent tax debt once and for all. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-426-3569 to see if you qualify. That's 800-426-3569.
11: and enter the code SPORTS at checkout for $20 off. That's myevos.com. M-Y-E-V-O-Z dot com.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back in the show, Brian Elvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Simpervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. I, I don't even want to read this text message, but I just can't help myself.
4: What's up? Like
3: Bubba Ray Dudley said, rub some dirt on it, head to the next town. This is in regards to injuries, I presume, live Morgan. <laughs> Bubba's like a great heel. He's, as far as like wrestling psychology, a super smart guy, but... Very. You can't say something dumber than
4: that. I mean... Well... He's, Here's the thing. Um, Listen,
3: I, I don't even want to... This is going to sound crass, but like if you're going to say something like that, then i got to say something like this. Do you know how many wrestlers today, some of whom were friends of Bubba Ray, are dead? Dead right now because they suffered a head injury and they rubbed some dirt on it and went to the next town. Like... Bret Hart's career ended. I mean, I don't even know how many how many guys. Chris Benoit's brain, like we we have no idea how many guys who passed away early, whether it was My suicide, bossing, uh, was in ECW, dementia, or... all of that. Yeah. Okay, wrestlers suffer dementia at a significantly higher rate than your average population, and of course, people are going to say, "Well, they're taking bumps and that sort of thing." They suffer dementia at a higher rate than the athletic population because for a long time that was the attitude that you just rub some dirt on it and you go to the next town this has led to deaths this has led to dementia
4: it's just stupid to say i and i was this on his show i mean was this was it was it part radio and here's the thing too is there a part of him that believes that, yeah, it's like the old football players. So if you talk to Mark Curtis of the Baltimore Colts or you talk to somebody that played in the 70s and 80s, the ones who think that everybody should be wearing a skirt now and the, the wussification. And, you know, as somebody that grew up learning how to play football in the 80s who grew up on NFL Crunch Course and all that stuff, sometimes I think to myself, that wasn't a penalty. You're taking this out of it. And then you also have to just basically accept that. It's 2018, we do know things. Look, again, things change and you have got to adapt to the times, sometimes whether you like them or not, whether you think it's destroyed your sport or whatever it is or not, you have to you have to move on. And even though there's a part of him I'm sure believes that, you know, it, again, that's why I wonder if it was on if it was just for radio or what it was because he doesn't seem like the guy if he was sitting there with Liv Morgan after seeing her in the back something like that happened, and he goes, "Come on, kid, rub some dirt on it cuz we got to see you wrestling Peoria on a Tuesday night in front of 1,000 people." I just I don't I don't know if he's really that dude in 2018 when you strip it all off.
3: All righty, let's go to uh, some text messages here. First says, "Is it possible?" That was awesome. What was that? Eh, don't worry about it. Is it possible Jay White beats Tanahashi and then loses the contract to Okada? Power struggle setting up a Wrestle Kingdom 11 match. No, that's too much. I don't think that it's. I don't even think it's
4: conceivable that yeah. that could happen. Jay White's got a long. Jay White's had a long time to 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 be a, a thorn in the side, and he can continue to be a thorn in the side without that briefcase. Although, I I think they've gotten far more comfortable into where they are and what that, you know, they adopted the money in the bank briefcase a couple of years ago and the way they've been able to try to make that thing their own and having that number one contendership. And at first, They didn't really know what to do with it. They've really grown into developing a storyline for this, and this has been just another, you know, obviously having Tanahashi have it makes everything a lot easier too, but the way they're actually making it, weaving it into the final quarter of the year I think is, is clutch, and I hope to see this more going forward. For are you excited for
3: SmackDown tomorrow? WWE seems to be setting up one barn burner of a match, Carmella versus Zelina Vega. Are they actually setting that up? Because I thought that they were setting up the tag where it was going to be Carmella and Truth versus Zelina and Andrade, Cien Almas. That's what I thought I saw this weekend. I could be wrong. But yes, that singles match would, uh, in fact, be a barn burner and not in a good way. Thanks for making an example out of me. Bubba has taken many chair shots, and he's fine we don't know if he's fine. Yeah. I mean we have no idea if he's fine. I mean a yeah. lot of times when people have these sorts of of injuries, brain injuries, I mean it starts manifesting itself in their 60s, 70s, 80s. I Mildred... sometimes it's earlier, sometimes it's not. Everyone's Mildred... different.
4: Mildred Taylor uh, was was mumbling in his 30s. You know, uh, there there are lots of guys who are mumbling frankly in their 30s and you see the onset of things Jake LaMotta was walking around in his 90s remembering every Sugar Ray Robinson fight. and I mean, so it's like, you know, it's sometimes it's just your body. It's just your punch card. Mick Foley should be a a vegetable in a wheelchair. If you you think of all the things that he did and all the shots that he took, just that rock match alone, which was one of the most disgusting displays of anything ever in hindsight, where he ate the however many folding chairs in the head in front of his family— you know, but he's out there writing New York Times bestsellers. Everybody's different, but that doesn't mean because one it doesn't happen to one that it's not going to happen to many. When we know it's happened to many,
3: Near says Eddie Guerrero's last match, he was smacked hard in the head by Kennedy. He was, but a lot of guys were smacked hard in the head. I mean, I watch, I watch back these That's why he wasn't there. These, uh, I mean, oh my god, the the Attitude Era. I mean, do you know how many chair shots that Chris Canyon took?
4: Dude, he ended the up intro, killing himself. The intro to ECW where Johnny Smith—he's just standing there, and I can't even remember what the scenario was—but he's just standing there, and I think it was Taz that just brains him with the chair, and he's literally just standing there with his hands down, and he knows it's coming. He like clenches his neck, but it's like this is so—it st- was stupid then. It was stupid then. What Balls and Axel did, and I love Axel. I love Axel. But it was stupid. It's just period. And you know what? All those guys I just named—they're all gone.
3: And you know, here's another thing: all those guys that did rub something on their head and went to the next town, okay? Some of them, not even some of them. In the nineties, you know how they rubbed something on their head and then went to the next town? They they peeled themselves up. They ended up. They ended up all messed up on drugs, it ruined their lives. It's, it's ridiculous. I don't even know why I'm wasting time on this. It's just a stupid thing to say.
4: It's just it's a reminder, that maybe, it's a reminder that just, like, everybody stop for a second when the, the lulls, you know, hold off, and I don't know. It's just a reminder you got to get straight and centered on some of this stuff.
3: First says, do you think fans believe Roman is weak because he's a former football player, like 85% of the Hall of Fame, but wears a padded vest like D'Lo as a gimmick and then spears people into their ribs? No, nobody thinks that. Actually, there, no there is a there is a subset of fans who really don't want like Roman, and they want to find things to hate about him, and it's things like he wears a flag jacket. What it is is they think it looks cool, and they want to be able to market this look for Roman Reigns. They don't want him to just be out there in trunks and whatever, and it, it, it's not hurting him. It's yeah, not it, the reason way, ratings and attendance it. are where they are. None of that doesn't no, make any it. difference.
4: It it was a great look for that group when they came out. It's actually in some ways been a great look. Like, if you think about, like, you know, there's a big boss, man. There are guys that you forget sometimes as the match is going on, that they're a walking gimmick, you know. So, <laughs> One-man gang was still good, and sometimes you'd see him go in there with people you kind of half sometimes forgot he was a keem, or at least I did sometimes. But, like, those guys who are like that, when they're that good, you forget. And Roman Reigns is actually that good. Now, one of the more interesting things has been his popularity amongst the female fan base that they decided to continue to go on with that look. And I think he does need to be refreshed. Everybody needs to be refreshed after a while. And I I think he could stand to use that aesthetically, but then again, the whole show like raw could stand to use that aesthetically. We'll see what happens next year with SmackDown, but, but yeah, there's a lot that needs to be freshened up. His look is probably one, but it's not like it hurts him.
3: All right, here's the lineup for the Australia show, which we're going to be setting up, uh, finishing setting up tonight. And then this will lead into, well, here's the entire lineup. Tonight, we've got Raw, and that leads to Australia, which has Triple H versus The Undertaker with Shawn Michaels and Kane in the corners. This will be setting up a tag team match at Crown Jewel. Lashley and John Cena versus Elias and Kevin Owens. I've heard nothing about John Cena being there tonight, so maybe he's just going to show up on Saturday in Australia. Daniel Bryan versus The Miz for the number one contendership for the WWE title. We have The Shield versus Stroman, Ziggler, and McIntyre. Bellas versus. Well, it's billed as Liv Morgan, Ruby Wright, and Sarah Logan. If Liv Morgan is not cleared, it'll probably be Alicia Fox, somebody like that. AJ and Samoa Joe, no DQ, no count-out for the WWE title. Cedric versus Buddy Murphy for the Cruiserweight title. New Day, Sheamus and Cesaro for the SmackDown Tag Titles, Oscar Naomi versus the Iconics, and Becky Lynch versus Charlotte for the SmackDown Title. That leads into the Women's Evolution Pay Per View. That's next. We've got the Women's Title Match and the SmackDown Women's Title Match. None of which have been announced. We don't know who's fighting for the titles. We have Kyrie Saint, Shayna Baszler for the NXT Title. We have a UK Women's Title Match. The it is. Unknown who will be in that match. We have the finals of the May Young Classic, which is a secret. We have Alexa Bliss versus Trish Stratus and Lita versus Mickie James. They need to start building up this show quick. And then, just four days later, we have WWE Crown Jewel with that tag match we talked about, as well as Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman, Triple Threat for the Universal title. All of those coming up within the next 30 days
4: what do we got for raw tonight
3: Shawn michaels return uh, undertaker's there uh, ronda i'll rousey, be there ruby riot too oh, ronda rousey ruby riot there you go uh, says if live isn't cleared for saturday it which it should be a two-on-two match with Bree being removed as a form of punishment oh my god get <laughs> out of here
11: sick. get out of here
3: if we're gonna remove everybody who accidentally hits somebody then there's not gonna be anybody on that card on
4: saturday you know who who should replace Brie? Shoto Amino, get out of here.
3: <laughs> would it kill New Japan to do backstage interviews during the breaks? No, they should. I Just guarantee you it would not kill them.
4: Oh my god! Look at me tell you. I have watched New Japan and Japanese shows for a long time, and, and Japanese MMA. I have lived through intermissions. It, it's, it's somebody, somebody, fix the intermission process, please. And in fact, maybe, maybe we should look into not having a, an intermission. And, and using the show that way. Maybe if you come to America, go what Americans are used to, which is loading up on their merch you know, before and maybe afterwards. But like to have that break in the middle, I don't know. Just let them come and go and pee and get their food as they want, but stop it for the home crowd because it's a brutal break. I love these questions. Do
3: you see any chance of a wrestler union within the next 10 years? No. No. Actually, you know what? I'm going to tell you this. It should. There is but... zero chance of a WWE wrestler union. Zero. I, in fact, if there's a percentage lower than zero, that's where we're at. <laughs> Everybody is just so happy to work. Well, they're not happy to work there, but like, yeah. they, they, there's no, but you know what? There kind of is a wrestler union right now, and it is the Young Bucks and Cody and the crew that is vowed to stick together. They have tremendous leverage right now, those guys. Yeah. That's the closest thing you've got right now to a wrestler union, and it's the closest you're going to get.
4: And and it which is funny because in a time where WWE is looked at mostly as a as a property and they want their shows to be nominated for awards and things like that. I mean, now it would be more than ever if you wanted to hook yourself up with an entertainment labor group. It's hard to it's hard that WWE can actually keep fighting against that, but they, they will and they got enough money now to throw out there where if they wanted to appease everyone, they most certainly could.
3: During an appearance on this week's MMA hour, Alberto El Patron announced he's returning to mixed martial arts and playing to fight for Combate's America in 2019. His plan is to fight for the first pay-per-view in their history. He mentioned he'd be a former super champion, or he'd be facing a former super champion who was is well-known in Mexico and the U.S., but the deal for the opponent has not been finalized yet. Back in a moment with more Wrestling Observer Live.
6: Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491.
7: Call now. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets?
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer
3: Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. First says, who is Ronda's planned opponent for Crown Jewel? Well, unless something changes, Nikki Bella. Stop it. It's not, she's not. It's Nikki Bella. Crown Jewel. Or not Crown Jewel. Oh yeah, I don't know who she's wrestling at Crown Jewel. Nobody. He must have meant the women's pay-per-view. Oh. Yeah. Because she's well, not on Mickey. Crown Jewel. Well, yeah. yeah. And also somebody texted here saying that Daniel Bryan on Twitter tweeted that Bree has been bullied since what happened. Well, that's lame. If you want to be has. if you want to be critical about what happened and the handling of the situation, then that's fair. But you should not be bullying her, you shouldn't be asking her to quit. I mean, for crying out loud. Hey, listen. I actually asked for someone to be fired. It was when Jinner Mahal nearly killed Finn Balor with a forearm. Like, I did ask for that. I'm, I'm not going to lie. And, and, and they responded by giving him the world title. I'm not asking for Brie Bella. It was an accident. The whole thing was handled poorly. But accidents happen every single day. There will probably be an accident on Raw tonight. Hopefully not a serious one. But there's an accident on every single show. She's... I, I, I've I've only heard nice things about Brie Bell as a person. I, I
4: have heard people critical of things that she's done in the ring. Look, she could be a horrible person. It doesn't matter. It was an accident that happened and these things go on and anybody that's bitching about her wanting to be, you know, thrown out of WWE on social media, probably just stay there on social
3: There'd media. There'd be no WWE if you had to be thrown out if you accidentally hurt somebody. There'd be nobody there. You understand? Nobody. We're out of time, everybody. We'd like to wrap it up for today. I want to thank Mike, as always, callers and listeners, everybody in the studio. We're here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern. That's it. We'll talk to you again after a while.